Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. I had actually three of you suggest that we should rename the podcast Harris Rules Radio. I kind of like that, naming after our book. But we're going to keep it with Real Estate Coaching Radio for now. I also had another interesting uh, set of emails come in recently where people were asking us to do podcasts and how to start a podcast, which I think is a fantastic idea, actually. So I'm definitely going to use that idea. You guys should all have your own podcasts. Every one of you should have your own podcast. Podcasting as a medium for communication is uh, has already become uh, essentially surpassed all other forms of media. And I mean literally, there's more people listening to podcasts every day than listen to all the news stations that listen to any kind of NBC or CBS or Fox News or you know whatever your local newspapers are. None of those all together have anywhere near the audience that a podcast or all the podcasts in the world have. So I want, you know, we're going to do a definitely a, a series of podcasts on how to start your own podcasting. Julie, I think everyone would appreciate that. Welcome to our podcast, my dear. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I think I'm live. Yes. Yes. You are. Good. Sounds like yes. a good idea to me. All right. So, so guys, we no, I didn't. I had to boot you because your uh, reception was bad, but I fixed it. All right. So the the topic of today's podcast is part three of power, powerful scripts that you must know. But before we get to uh, what I think will be the last part of that this series, I want to do some more acknowledgments. I'm getting a lot of emails, a lot of calls, a lot of texts from all of you guys who are essentially celebrating your successes so far this year, and I am so thrilled and honored, and Julia's as well, obviously. Um, and touched that so many of you thank us for being contributors to your success. That really does mean a lot to us, and I really sincerely appreciate you acknowledging and showing um, gratitude towards whatever contribution we made towards your 2019. Okay, So it's important you understand that we appreciate it. We always try to show gratitude back by you know, sending you an email back saying thank you or thanking you on Instagram or wherever you found us. Now, with that said, here's the thing I want all of you to be cautious of. You have to be careful that you do not think uh, that you have to earn your success every single day is the bottom line. And I'll give you a for example. Whatever you're experiencing today is as a result of what you did in the past. So you, some of you, are having your best years ever. Make, I had just a, an email for someone that has almost $800,000 in commission pending over the next 90 days, right? That's a lot of money, isn't it? So I asked that person about the nature of the business. It was mostly listings. And then I asked the person, like, when did you take these listings? They haven't emailed back yet. But here's what you're going to discover. They have taken listings, the listings that they have pending now that are going to close over the you know, next couple months. Those relationships started six months, eight months ago, maybe even a year or two years ago. So in other words, what they're doing now is they're benefiting from the work that they did in the past. They're benefiting from, as Julie and I like to say, when we're enjoying some measure of success today, we always literally say, thank you, past Tim and Julie. And we do that to remind ourselves 
and also keeps your ego in check, by the way. So if you are all of a sudden the biggest, baddest-ass realtor in your marketplace, in your office, and awards and plaques and you know all this Mickey Mouse that happens when you just do your job in real estate, well, then what happens is you let that stuff go to your head. You're going to stop doing the things that it took for you to get there in the first place, and a lot of those things maybe you don't even remember having started. And it really, guys, if you trace all your success back, it always starts with an uncomfortable conversation. It always does. There are no exceptions. All the greatest things in life start with an uncomfortable conversation. For some reason, in some way, you are willing to have an un – oh, no, hold on, Tim. I just had a big closing, and it was from a referral. Well, where did that so, – so you're saying that that listing that you referred to that you're making money from now was referred to you from somebody else. Yes, and I didn't really have to do anything. They just listed it with me. Okay, but where did that original source come from? Oh, you're right. That was an uncomfortable conversation, okay? So embrace the uncomfortable conversations. Embrace the fact that you have to continuously do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, even when or especially when you're experiencing the highest levels of success. Okay, so this is what I'm seeing in some of you. You're making the mistake of not consistently working. And then the future you, the you in a year or six months or 90 days, if, you're, if the present you isn't doing what he or she doesn't want to do when they don't want to do it at the highest level, that future version of you is going to suffer. Now, think about this. That means that if you're not working now, if you're not doing the right things now, around Christmas time and the holidays and the start of the year, when it absolutely sucks to try to build momentum, you're going to essentially be on your heels. So please take what I'm saying seriously. So a couple of really nice coaching calls today with some of my elite coaching clients, and these similar conversations are happening because you know all these guys are making lots and lots of money. And I, I'm asking them and I'm talking to them about like what are they doing now and trying to keep them focused and not overly celebrating their current levels of success. And it, it, that even at the highest levels of, that some of these top agents I coach, I have coaching clients that make, you know, that sell 100 million, 200 million a year in real estate. Even at their level, when I'm talking to them, they even uh, have a, a point where they too become complacent. And so you might become complacent when you have like $50,000 pending. Some of you will be like, holy crap, I've become complacent when I have 5000 you know, pending. Others of you, it might be a million, you know, who knows what. There's some number that everyone seems to have where they stop, where they just get overly comfortable. Maybe you have your expenses covered for two or three months. Maybe it's when your expenses are covered for a month. I don't know. And then you just stop doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. And then what you're doing is welcoming in the feast and famine, the ups and downs in your income. And that also has unintended negative consequences on other aspects of your life. If you're having to go from these, you know, essentially ups and downs in incomes, what are the other things that suffer from essentially that roller coaster? Your health, your relationships, you know, your ability to financially plan, your ability to save, because yes, you, must be ro you might be rolling in it now, but because you stopped working 90 or 120 days or 180 days from now, you're going to be broke, so then you're going to be scrambling trying to figure out you know, how to buy Christmas presents. You guys get the point? That's the reason that long-term ever levels of increasing success always come from, I'm going to say it for the fourth time on today's podcast, doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. And really the essence of success is not the big wins. The essence of success is doing three to five things every single day, having minimum standards of three to five things every single day. And I'll tell you what mine are, okay? 
and I'll, I'll tell you the ones I prescribe to all of our coaching clients too. You have to do something that causes you physical distress, okay? And for me, it's going to Orange Theory. And that's the easy button because it's organized. You show up, you're tortured for an hour, you leave. That is definitely something at that level that I have to do every single day. You know, others of you might have not an Orange Theory in your marketplace. And like I had another coaching client this week who's going to Orange Theory twice a week, and he's going to his gym you know, the other days of the week. And he w- thought that was good. And I told him, and I asked him this question, do you, how, what percent more harder do you work out when you go to Orange Theory versus going to the normal gym? I said, is it like three or 400% harder when you're going to Orange Theory? And he said, yes. I said, so why are you doing these half measures going to the gym by yourself? And he laughed at himself and he said he's, he committed to start going at least four days of the week to Orange Theory. This is what I'm talking about. Having these minimum standards where you're okay being uncomfortable. Stop being so damn nice to yourself when you're being a slacker. Stop being so damn easy on yourself when you're being lazy. That is how you fail. When you screw something up or you're being lazy and complacent, tell yourself you're being lazy and complacent. Don't say you'll do better tomorrow. Be pissed at yourself today so you can feel the pain of the failure because you'll then want to avoid the pain of the failure and you won't make that mistake twice. A lot of you continuously make the same mistakes. It's because you don't allow yourself to fully feel the pain of the failure that you manifested for yourself. So other minimum standards that we always prescribe is overtly show gratitude towards the people you love in your life. You know, say I love you. Give people hugs and kisses. Do that. Be overt about it. That, you know, another minimum standard would be definitely making a certain number of uh, contacts every single day. A contact, by definition, is a conversation with a decision-making adult about selling their home. I'm not even going to say buying a home, about selling their home. That is a contact. A contact is a conversation with a seller about, ma- about selling their home where they could say no to you. Again, I want you to put yourself in harm's way. I want you to put your ego up on the you know, shooting gallery so someone can reject you because when you put yourself in that position, you're going to want to avoid being rejected, and that means you're going to learn how to not be rejected because you're going to become really good at your scripts. You're going to become really good at knowing what to say because you don't want to feel that rejection. Those of you, think about what I'm saying here, guys, long-term podcast listeners. I know you guys get it. I know you understand where I'm coming from. I'm talking about learning how to be a professional. So every single day, have three to five minimum standards. Don't have too many because you won't do it. Just have – those are the three I prescribe for all of you because, look, what happens as a result? You have a wonderful personal life because you've really done a good job of, you know, letting everyone know that you care and love them. You have a great health because, by the way, you obviously want to – and OTF, you want to add low carb. But you're going to have great health because you've been taking care of your body. And then financially, you're going to be fine because you're going to be a powerful listing agent. You can suck pretty much at everything else, and you're going to have a great life. That's the truth because you've controlled your personal life, controlled your health, and you controlled your finances. Again, you could suck at everything else in, in life, and you're going to be, have a wonderful life because you're going to have money, health, and you're going to have love. You guys understanding what I'm saying? It's not complicated. You don't need a team. You don't need branding. You don't need a logo. You don't need a fancy website. You don't need to work on your big damn why. Don't worry about all that bullshit. It's just mental masturbation that wastes time. Focus on just those three core things, and the number of listings or the number of contacts you make every day should be equal to whatever your real estate magic number is. What's that? Here's how you find out. Text the word Harris 
H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Text the word Harris to 31996. When you do, we're going to send you a link, text you right back with a link for uh, uh, six books, but the one I want you to download the first is The Real Estate Treasure Map. Yes, you can buy the book on Amazon for 20 bucks, but I don't know why you would, because we'll give it to you for free. Just text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996, and you'll get an instant text back, which will give you a link to download the books. Now, download Real Estate Treasure Map first, print out the pages, and then part of the filling out, it's a fill-in-the-blank business and life plan is really what it is. And you're going to get to the point where it's going to talk about real estate magic number, and your real estate magic number might be 5, it might be 10. I'm not going to explain anymore what it is. You're going to have to do the homework, do what I told you to do. Text the word Harris to 31996, download Real Estate Treasure Map, fill it out. You're going to have the direct you've been looking for in your business and frankly in your personal life when you follow this advice it's very simple guys and it's free and when you do you're going to be also entitled to a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches um, and we'll call you back and we'll schedule that coaching call after you text the word Harris to 31996 so listen here it is halfway through the year Many of you are enjoying the highest levels of success you've ever enjoyed in your lives. Many others of you are hoping to have that experience. So for the rest of you who are hoping to have that experience, here's my suggestion to you. Be patient in that it's going to take longer than you think. Most of the top producing agents that Julie and I personally coach have been in the business for, you're going to think I'm going to say a long period of time, but truthfully, most of the agents that I'm coaching have been in the business less than probably six years, and they're the top agents in their marketplace. So what I say, it's going to, it, you, know, you have to assume that success worth having is going to take longer than you think it will take. Now, am I telling you or giving you permission to procrastinate? No, I am not. What I'm saying is depending where you're coming from with your existing skill set, it's going to probably take longer for you to become the top producing agent uh, in your marketplace, if that's your goal, than you think it will. But do not give up too soon. That's the reason I'm telling you that. So I'm not saying it's going to take uh, longer than you think to give you an excuse to procrastinate. Procrastinate. I'm telling you that so that you do not give up. You have to stay with it, even when it's very, very difficult. And here's a good example for those of you who do go to Orange Theory or do a strenuous workout every day. And I'll give you a personal one. Every single day when I go to Orange Theory, when I'm on that treadmill, and you're on the treadmill typically for about a half hour, there is, I, I can look at my watch and I can tell you exactly when I'm going to actually start feeling like being there. And for me, it's usually about 15 minutes into the run. I am talking to myself the whole time into running. Every day I go there, I try to run three miles. I am talking myself into it the whole time because I do not want to do it. The whole time. I never want to do it. Never once. And yesterday was a perfect example. I literally did not feel good. I had uh, who cares what, and I was on the treadmill, and I was trying to say, Tim, you know what? You don't have to do your three miles today. Just cut yourself some slack. I mean, who's going to know? I mean, no one's going to care. No one's really watching. It's not like you get an award or a prize. I didn't do it. I ran my three miles yesterday because I knew that if I didn't, at the end of that half hour or at the end of that half hour time, I'd have felt like a slacker for not having put my best fourth effort in. But that is something I trained myself to actually how to think like that. And you and I've done that in other aspects of my life as well. And you guys can do the same thing. It's not difficult. Stop being so damn nice on yourself. To yourself, start holding yourself to a set of minimum standards. So, Julie, I had to get all that off my chest. Any of it resonate with you? <laughs> All of it. Yeah. Well, 
it all is related. You and I were talking on our drive home from Orange Theory yesterday about uh, some of the things we discussed on the podcast yesterday and that idea of the stages of mastery and that in that second part where you become aware of your own conscious incompetence, uh, I'm relating this to you saying stop being so so uh, easy on yourself. In order for you, the collective you, all of our podcast listeners and certainly our coaching clients, to move forward and get to that next stage of mastery where things are a little bit easier, but they're working your way and you're moving forward in life, your appointments are getting easier, lead generation is getting easier, you understand the business at a higher level, you understand how to win. You cannot get to that stage until you have accepted your own unconscious incompetence, that there is something going on there. And you and I talked about, I thought we had an interesting conversation yesterday that most people, many people, just accept that that's the level they're going to get to, that it's good enough, that maybe that's where they've peaked. And, you know, we get this from uh, coaching clients on their entry interviews sometimes. One of the reasons they get into coaching is when they do realize and they do accept their own unconscious, I'm sorry, their own conscious incompetence by having the aha moment of, hey, you know what, I seem to have topped out at like 8 million in volume a year because I've done it four or five years in a row. That must be the limit of my competence. Something needs to be unlocked for me. I need to get into that momentum and I'm not doing it on my own. It's like uh, people will say that they've either plateaued or they're in a rut. They, they describe it in different ways. But it's the ones that acknowledge and accept it and decide that that level is no longer acceptable to them that become coachable. Everyone else just seems to be okay with it. And you and or, I had an interesting conversation and, about that. You know, like, like going to Orange Theory and just walking on the treadmill at, at three every single time and never cranking it up. Well, you used to do that. You you didn't walk necessarily, but you certainly didn't put the effort forth two years ago. So well, let's talk about that. I had to accept – you know, I had to accept that there was uh, a path for me to get past that and that I wasn't going to die doing it. <laughs> so, and I talk about that a lot in the book, actually, in the New Harris Rules book. I talk all about that. Why did you believe you were going to die when you actually started doing what you were supposed to do running-wise? Uh, well, I mean, I can talk a lot or a little bit about that, but because I was always getting winded, I've never felt like I was good at cardio. Uh, and, you know, the... One of the catalysts to accepting that was I shouldn't have that breathing issue. And so I made myself go to the allergist. That was a major breakthrough for me where she said, you have asthma and I can fix you. And then I started believing that, you know, I can breathe again. And that was a big deal. But I could have gone on forever just thinking that I can't breathe and that that's just how it was going to be for me. But I decided I didn't want to do that. Part of that was exposure to other people in Orange Theory that were doing a lot better than I was. You being one of them, you like, well, maybe you don't like to run, but you are uh, more uh, embracing it. But how did I do it, though? But how did I do it? You I, did it. I went and found, I went and found guys in our Orange market. Theory. And, yeah, I found, I found two guys that were literally probably twice as big as me. <laughs> you know, these are, you Texas guys are huge. And uh. one of the guys was an ex-Army spe, uh, Special Forces guy. And the other guy used to play uh, football. And then I found another huge dude that, you know, these guys were all basically professional athletes of some variety. And I'd run next to them, and I learned, and I befriended them. And then some of them started giving me tips, things I was doing wrong. And then I was able to keep up with most of them. And then some of them, except for one, I'm able to now run faster than. So 
what I did is what I'm asking all of you to do is I want you to attach yourselves to people that where you or where you want to be or where you think or maybe thought at one point in your life you can be, and stop giving yourself such a hall pass on your your apathy. That's what's going to you're going to you're going to have so many years pass. And this is the thing I really wish all of you guys could understand is your your life, and some of you get this already, it goes by so fast. I'm 49. Julie and I have been married this year. We got married when we were 20 and we were 21. I promise you it does not feel like 30 years. And some of you who are listening in your younger 20s and your 30s, you take your time for granted, but you're, you're fools for doing that straight up. And if you don't believe me, go and ask somebody who will be honest with you, who's in their 50s and their 60s, what they wish they would have done differently. There's usually three or four things that always come out, and here's what they'll tell you. Number one thing they're going tell you is they wish they would have been more responsible with their health. That's usually the first thing that they're going to tell you. The second thing, they're gonna, and that means not being fat. So if you're getting fat and you're younger, stop getting fat. You're going to regret it. Number two, you think I'm going to say finances, and it is. But number two, what they really wish they wouldn't have, would have done is they really wish they would have been more consciously aware of how money works. They don't know. They did not pay attention to how much money they're. You know, I look. There's two schools of philosophy, two philosophies on uh, wealth. Okay, one is you accumulate assets to produce wealth for you, and the other is you just have cash flow sufficient that you essentially never have to worry about money. The the problem with the second philosophy ultimately is you have no assets. If that cash flow is disturbed and you have another source of money, you're screwed. So what we uh, prescribe to and suggest all of you do is both. So have great cash flow, but with that cash flow, make sure you're socking enough money away that you can buy assets that produce uh, passive income for you. And we talk about that in Harris Rules. We talk specifically in our book about how to go about setting up your investment plans. We talk about literally what types of index funds to buy. We talk about different opportunities for real estate. All that is in our book, Harris Rules, Barnes & Noble, Target. Uh, look, the easiest way is just get it on Amazon, though, because I think Barnes & Noble sold out so in the reordering. So just get it from Amazon. That's the quick and easy button. But really, what in the, the, the next thing I, we typically hear in, in, is relationships. People always – I have never had a conversation with anybody who's gone through a divorce that thought it was a good move. And matter of fact, you will hear people constantly regretting. And after – I hear this on coaching calls all the time where they'll regret – having had this problem with this marriage and they'll now if they've adopt if they've ex been introspective they'll accept the fact that they were contributors to the failure of that marriage probably because one of the first two things were out of whack either health or finances both of which they could have done something about you guys get the point here so these are the types of things that when you're younger you need to be consciously aware of and if you're in your 60s and your 70s and you haven't accumulated enough money and you're looking at the fact that you're going to have to sell real estate until you're pushing up daisies you've got you're going to have to realize that unless you do something really radical you're going to be on that path to being dependent on the government or a family member to have any you know, resemblance of any kind of retirement, which is a path that like 98% of all Americans go on. You know, I was on the Social Security Administration's website the other day. I had to get a new Social Security card. So I was, uh, you know, they tell you what your, your projected, I didn't even tell you this, Julie, what your projected Social Security check will be. Right now, my projected Social Security check in, you know, today's dollars would be $3,500 a month. And I thought to myself, I bet you there are a lot of people out there that would be happy as hell making $3,500 a month from a Social Security check. 
You know, Julius is equally as, as large. So that's from Social Security because we paid a shit ton into t- taxes. That's what happens. You know, assuming it's going to be there for us to get, which I do believe it will be. But what, the reason I'm telling you that is how many of you, when you check in to see what your projected Social Security check will be, will say, yeah, you know, I'm good with making 1800 bucks a month. I think I can pay my bills. No, you can't. You're going to be living in a trailer park someplace. Nothing wrong with trailer parks, but I'd rather own one than live in one, you know, as in the whole park because you can make good revenue off those. But, again, that's a separate call. <laughs> Moral of the story here, guys, is if you're not going to be proactive in your young years, you're going to regret it in your older years. And if you're in your older years now and you're in a situation where your you know, health, your relationships, and your finances are not in order, you can do something about it. You're just going to have to basically push past a lot of your head junk to make radical changes. When we go to Orange Theory, I bet you a third of the people there are in their 60s or older. I think that's, that kicks ass. And I'll tell you what's more. When I'm having these conversations with people about joining EXP, I bet you at least a third of them are, in their, are probably in their 50s or older because they've never produced passive income. And so they want to talk to me and they want to know more about revenue share. They want to know how they can make money aside from selling real estate. And they know that or they've at least heard tale that EXP Realty offers opportunities for people to make passive income, which is pretty extraordinary and might be your last best opportunity to make it so you're not selling real estate until you push up daisies. By the way, if you want to learn more about EXP, there's a really cool seven-minute video that they put out. All you've got to do is text the word EXP to 31996, text the word EXP to 31996, and you'll be texted back this really cool video. You can watch it and check it out and have your basic questions answered. You know, Julie, we didn't even talk about scripts. (laughs) (laughs) No, but we're doing a good job getting them ready to accept the fact that they need them. That's what. Oh, is that what we're doing? Is that what we're doing? It it, it just wasn't a 30-minute rant from you and me? No. This is is all part of our great great – uh, I get it. Well, but really, truthfully, it is true. You know, if you look, if you think about scripts, you think about the things we talked with you guys about today, doesn't all come back down to one thing, sort of discipline and taking a professional, organized approach to your life? Isn't that really what we're talking about? You know, wouldn't you like to be able to have a conversation with anybody at any time where you know whatever is going to come out of your mouth, you know, pulling in yesterday's show to today's, it's going to have that level of unconscious competence where you don't have to think about what you're going to say. It just is, you know, whatever you talk about is just exactly what the person needed to hear. That's what unconscious competence is and where you don't have to actually put much mental effort into knowing what to say and how to say it. But unless you start with a good basic script – Unless you start with the, a really good core level understanding of how a good, powerful script should work or a conversation outline, whatever your ego will accept uh, in terms of what to call it. It is a script, but if you want to call it conversation outline or overview or whatever you want to call it because it makes you feel better, that's fine. But unless you start with a real good basic understanding of how a sales call to – or how a listing presentation works or how a prequalification is supposed to work or how uh, you know, when you're calling maybe somebody who doesn't know you, who isn't part of your center of influence and past client, how that works, unless you actually know what to say and how to say it, you're never going to get to the point where you're even remotely competent at, at being an effective salesperson. So you need to set your own ego aside and realize that if you're not enjoying the levels of success that you want in life, it's because you haven't spent enough time on that effing treadmill yet. (laughs) I was about to say a bad word. But you haven't spent enough time on that treadmill yet. You haven't spent enough time doing what you didn't want to do when you didn't want to do it yet. That's the reason you're not enjoying the levels of success that you want to enjoy. 
That's the reason that you think a, a good holiday vacation is going to the same you know, lake that you've gone to for the past 20 years, opposed to actually deciding finally to go to Paris. You know that book you bought when you were in your 20s about traveling to Europe? That book's probably about as far as most of you are ever going to get to go to Europe because you haven't actually done the work yet to earn that experience. Julie, is that too harsh? No, it's it's the truth, and some of them are turning red right now because you think they think they're talking you're t- talking directly to them. Well, we are. If that's you, do something about it. You've got to take action. I mean, you you might not know all of the steps, but maybe step one is rereading that and actually setting up some airfare, looking at it, and don't fly Yak Air. One of our coaching clients, you know who this is. Uh, I just got back from Switzerland. And I I love the way she set this up. She said to her uh, high school boys that if you get your good grades, stay off of drugs and alcohol, that your uh, graduation present is you get to go anywhere in the world you want to. And not just go there, but she took them first class all the way. I thought that was pretty awesome. Taking action, not just thinking about it. The difference between a dream and a goal is that the goal has an action plan behind it. So get to work on that. Colin McDonald. Tomorrow, I've got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, get on on PC. So call it McDonald. We're referring to you, and we've enjoyed your uh, pictures on Facebook. It's pretty awesome. What an amazing experience and beautiful pictures. Very, very cool that you did that for your boys. Um, I hope all of you guys, uh, you should friend up, uh, call it McDonald on Facebook. She is the number one agent in, I think, Bucks County, northern part of Atlanta, Georgia, a long, long time coaching client, really one of the brightest stars in all the industry. So anyway, listen, guys, if you need me for anything, feel free to text me at 512-758-0206, In the meantime, listen, please take what we're suggesting to you seriously. We're only trying to help. We're only trying to make it so that when we run into you or you send us an email or a text or whatever, where you can share your experiences. And we're going to do everything in our power, every you know thing we say, even if it's confrontational or manipulative, whatever it takes for us to get you guys to move past your own bullshit so you can finally embrace this life for the gift that it truly is. We are – Julie and I will never stop. We won't. We're not going to back off. We're not going to become nice. We're not going to worry too much about your feelings. Your feelings have been betraying you. Your feelings are, the, are some of the worst enemies of your long-term success. They're the things that make it, bringing in the treadmill example again, so that you don't push past you know, your initial impulse to be easy on yourself. That's the reason you've been driving past that for sale by owner, because your feelings and your ego don't want you to actually put yourself out there and take a risk. Life in general, if you want to have any resemblance of success and enjoy things at the highest level, you have to take risks. And what happens after a while is the things you labeled as risks today, in six months from now, they won't be. They'll just be a normal course of action. They'll be what you do. Like when Julie was describing herself on the treadmill, she literally thought that she was going to have – she used to tell me her knees, oh, I have problems with my knees. I mean, you know, all these things. She had all this – she had a litany of bullshit about her physical limitations in her mind that she actually believed in all the way into her mid-40s. And now she frankly outruns me most of the time. She'll run at 12 miles per hour, you know, as a normal course of things. Do you guys know how freaking fast that is? (laughs) That is super fast. 12 miles per hour? I mean, she looks like a crazy spider monkey when she's running that fast, but she does it. She's become one of the fastest people in all of Orange Theory in our, in our studio. That's amazing. 
because two years from uh, two years ago she wouldn't even go past maybe five miles per hour, but because she moved past her limiting beliefs about her physical limitations, and then realized once she physically was doing it that then she forgot all, all of her mental baggage that she believed to be true. What a lot of you guys do is you think you have to work on the mental side, and then you take the actions. You take the actions, and then your mental side fixes itself. That's the way life really works. If you need me for anything, it's 512-758-0206. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show manana. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. Thank you.